top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Strange case. No sign of violence, yet she looks completely contorted in fear. Almost as if she'd been frightened to death. As if she'd seen something too horrible to live through. You're listening to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of genre cinema. Hi, my name is Chris, and along with Jeff, we talk about movies that aren't really awful at all. Horror, action, kung fu, musicals, post-apocalyptic, women in prison films, and much, much more. downtown Toronto headquarters here's episode 221 47 meters down summertime that means it's time for a shark movie it's time to take to the beaches time to get out on the high seas I was in the mood for a shark movie and I got this kind of mixed up with the shallows mm. in the way my brain kind of works yeah, I was sort thinking, of sifting through social right, right, media right. Mm-hmm. and I got this mixed up I think with the critically lauded acclaimed the shadow the whoops the shallows what we do in the shadows what we we do in the shallows yeah yeah. (laughs) wish i didn't do this in the shadows and by that i mean watch this but we'll get into that yeah so uh, it was my mix-up my bad 87 minutes for 47 meters down and this was a rough rough go so rough seas a rough go a tough watch well no i mean okay i'm not going to say it was a rough go a slog in the sense that uh for example long shot was where it was insufferably boring i mean it's praying for it to end sort of gave you what you expected you know they're 47 meters down (laughs) there's sharks encircling them they have to survive um, but the execution was pretty pedestrian, and really there was not much that happened that took me by surprise or made me go. I mean, at the end, you think to yourself, oh, wow, now the producers are, are really trying, thinking they're pulling the rug out, out from under us. Yeah. But to me, that, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but to me, that really sort of fell flat. Um, and yeah, so getting back to what you were saying earlier, um, The Shallows is a far superior movie. I'm not a big fan of. PG-13 horror nowadays. I mean, in the 70s, there were some incredible PG horrors that would come out, Poltergeist, what have you, well, that was more mm. of the 80s, 70s, 80s. I guess before PG-13 became a rating, um, there was a lot that you can get away with with PG. So a lot of movies, like that from Enter Poltergeist, and I believe uh, Burnt Offerings was Parental Guidance, and a lot uh-huh. of... Even... Um, you know, like the which had a fantastic drowning scene. You know, speaking of water, burnt <laughs> offerings. Well, you know, like Raiders of the Lost Ark with the face melting scene. Mm-hmm. That was. Pro- it was actually Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade that ushered in PG thirteen. Um, I don't want to really get deep into the story, but 
the ratings board in the states did not want to give that movie a PG because you know I mean there's a lot of scenes in that movie that's pretty damn gory. Which would have done incredible damage to the box office. Yeah, so rip, good rip, thing. Yeah, ripping mm. out a heart. Um, you know the you know, the monkey's brains, etc. If they didn't give it PG, the next thing would be it would be an R because they don't have all the accompaniment in the states like we do. Spielberg, with all his power and clout, said there's no way you're going to give the Indiana Jones movie an R. So because of Spielberg, they invented the PG-13, which was the equivalent to R alt accompaniment. Now, yeah, so I like my horror hard. Like I like my. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what analogy to say, but I, I like <laughs> my horror. That's where you get the slide whistle. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like my horror hard. I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, watered down horror. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, but when I watched The Shallows, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't like telegenic actors in my horror. You know, actors that come from famous TV series. Both The Shallows and this one has one. Although I think one is a superior actress than the other. For sure. But the superior actress was in the inferior film, right? Mm -hmm. That being Mandy Moore, as opposed to Blake Lively, famous for Gossip Girl and also being married to... Is she, is she still married to Ryan Reynolds? I can't keep track anymore. Who knows? <laughs> I know he's married to Scarlett Johansson at one point, and huh. even Alas Moore said, but whatever. Huh. Uh, yeah, I go on TMZ every now and again. <laughs> uh, but The Shallows was actually, you know, with the exception of the terribly obvious CGI shark, it was fairly suspenseful, and there was one scene... That had this hard and horror fan wincing, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, and it was really it was hard to watch. I, I was cringing, so I, I actually enjoyed the shallows. I had seen it already, so when you suggested forty seven years down, I was like, okay, let's do it, and I was kind of intrigued because of the genesis of this movie, in the sense that this came out last summer, twenty seventeen. It was meant to be a straight to video release. They pretty much knew what they had. Uh, the producers. It was actually supposed to be released by the Weinstein Company. Oh, Ooh. Hmm. Uh, but it was made for a, a relatively um, yeah. Speaking of predators, relatively <laughs> <laughs> exactly huh. a relatively uh, cheap uh, five and a half million. Uh, but and it was entitled In the Deep. That was the title. And then a week before it was meant to debut on the VOD platform and also you know DVDs of Walmart or what have you, it was bought by another company. They decided to give it a theatrical release. Retitled it 47 meters down. The thing actually did really well at the box office, surprisingly. Off a $5 million budget, it made almost $45 million. So we may get uh, 47 meters further. Meters further, you know? yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, who the heck knows? So it did well. Um, but does that mean it's good? No, not necessarily. Uh, well, and, and it starts off with the uh, a genre staple of these types of films where you have Westerners going to do kind of fun things and it has sort of a sneering, snide... It's uh, fun things abroad. Ab abroad, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the locals uh, and yeah, are I mean, not I, painted yeah. in, in the best light. We see this in movies like The Aforementioned The Shallows. We see this, of course, in the Hostel movies. Even... Um, yeah, Turista. Turista's yeah. Ruins. The Ruins, which I thought was, was a really interesting movie. But anyhow... Yeah, so you have the, these, I guess, uh, Mexican tour operators, and they're running this boat, and you have these two sisters, and the one guy says, uh, no saba nada, which means she doesn't know anything, so like in Spanish, not subtitled, I picked this up from Italian, that he says like they're no nothing, so he's like, oh. you know, trashing them in a way that, and they're also like, it's implied that they're kind of bad at their job and a little bit negligent. So this is a common trope. You have, again, you know, the Westerners going down. This is a diving expedition to swim with sharks. Right. Well, okay, let's establish who our characters are. So we have 
a pair of sisters, Lisa and Kate. Lisa is played by Mandy Moore, former pop chanteuse. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, is that like a masseuse? <laughs> yeah, <I> like that. <laughs> former pop chanteuse now lighting up the screens every weekend. You know, at home on This Is Us, where I think she's phenomenal. Yeah, terrific. Uh, she totally. Um, won me over because I was very skeptical at the beginning the makeup doesn't do her any favors it's as a septuagenarian a septuagenarian but man bad. is she terrific she's really Holding good this last together. season man like she really uh, shows some real chops um, well I'm gonna talk, we'll talk more about Mandy Moore in a moment or two and then her sister Kate is played by Claire Foy now that name sounds familiar to me but I, I can't think of a credit. Are you? I thought it was Holt, but I can't think oh, of a credit. Oh, is it Claire Holt? Either, oh, okay, either way, like, I think there's she's another actress. actress. Yeah, I, there's I a Claire Foy. Her. I think she was in The Crown. And then, yeah, Claire Holt is... I Who don't knows? Know. Yeah, yeah. But the, the premise is that they're in uh, Mexico. And they're there on sort of like a sister-girl retreat in the sense that Mandy Moore's Lisa has been um, broken up with by her boyfriend. And she feels that by going off to Mexico, she'll be able to take these oh. fun pictures and put an Instagram. Pray, eat, pray, love kind of thing? And, <laughs> no, but it wasn't the fun. It was to show her boyfriend in the age of social oh, media I see. Yeah. how much fun she was having. See, I didn't even pick up on that, that as I dozed my way through that this. Was, that was dialogue. Oh. That. She's like, yes, you know, I just thought that if he would see me in Mexico having fun, being carefree, going by... Well, by myself, but not really, because I'm with my sister, you know. Oh, uh, so empowering. Don't get jealous, I know. It was, oh. sort of, it was sort of a weird premise, and I'm thinking, like, Mandy Moore, she's so strong as uh, Rebecca Pearson, the matriarch of the Pearson mm-hmm. clan. This is us, and in this movie... Yeah, in this movie, she's relegated to... Was it her who said this? Does my butt look cute in this? And they're basically just in bikinis. Like, they're not no, really... No, they weren't... Well, they weren't bikinis. They were very chaste outfits. Well, that was a certain line I wrote down. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're just sort of... I mean, there's not really much to build them up in the way of background. No. Uh, okay, so let's talk about mid-90s. When all of a sudden, first you had the boy bands, the research of the boy bands with your Backstreet Boys and your NSYNC and all the other watered-down derivations thereof, and then nipping at the heels is Britney Spears and that phenomenon that was Baby One More Time. And this was the the, the, the girl singer, you know? Um, oh, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> we already, you know, we had the Spice Girls, but now we wanted, you know, the solo chanteuse and, you know, the, the blonde, photogenic... Um, Disney approved, Disney approved, yeah, yeah. Sort of chased, former mouse virginal kind of thing. Hmm. So you had, you know, the, the two big ones. I guess you would say the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. That that Christina genre. Aguilera, exactly, yeah. Aguilera and Britney, and they were sort of neck and neck. Is like, you know, who's the queen of pop? And you had these other ones, you know, sort of nipping at their heels, and they would get video play and they would get radio play, but they just weren't quite as polished, quite as good, quite as successful. The, the, I guess the two lower rung ones were Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore. Neither one ever became massive. They had minor I was success. Say, I can't name a single song by either of them. Well, right? Candy by Mandy Moore. Yeah. That was her big hit. Candy by Mandy? Candy, yeah. And then just... Oh, part of me just died inside, but that's okay. I will <laughs> that's always, not audible. I will I'll always, edit that out. I will always love you forever or something like that. <laughs> Sunk to Nick Lachey, her... Uh, her, her then paramour. Because, you know, they oh, ended up having that reality yeah. show, and that's where she, she gained most of her fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she hoisted her god-awful sister on us, mm. um, who also had a reality show. Mandy Moore, she was a sort of cute, virginal girl. You know, despite not scoring too many massive hits other than that Candy song, and it wasn't I Want Candy, it's not Wow <laughs> or anything, uh, she did make a few movies. So she was showing some acting chops even then. She, was, uh, she had a movie that was like sort of like a vehicle for her. 
It was a romantic, um, you know, one of these tearjerker movies called A Walk to Remember. Mm-hmm. And I recall that there was a hit song that she sang, which came off a soundtrack. And there was a movie for she made. It was sort of like a, a parody of religion called Saved. Mm-hmm. I saw that in the theaters. And she played a very sort of hypocritical evangelist uh, sort of, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of ahead of its time, you know. Yeah, yeah. The evangelical people that, you know, say one thing and then, you know, do something else mm-hmm. or think something else and think about all... Trump's evangelical base, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, Your Billy Grahams and all this. Yeah, and then they're full of shit, and so was uh, Mandy Moore in this movie. But she was good. She was good. But she just always sort of chugged along, but she was never a major superstar, you know? And really, I didn't think much of her until I started watching This Is Us, where now she's really coming to her own as a bona fide actress. At least on that show. Let's see her do something sure. some good in other shows. But in this movie, all she really does is shout a lot. It's a lot of Mandy Moore shouting. Oh, yeah, and the bulk of the dialogue, such as it is, given that I missed this key plot point that you pointed out to me earlier, not really, but the background info, is is expressed through uh, scuba equipment. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, conjures up uh, other films of its ilk, and it, it's most of it, well, the bulk of it is underwater as well. So that gives it, a, uh, you want to call it a novelty, a set, a, a little bit of uniqueness. So they're going shark diving. They're in a cage. They it's go a down. rusty cage. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, built out some uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, they they everything is is going swimmingly, so to speak. And they're just hanging I out. Just roll my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll edit that out too. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, it should be established first of all that I didn't because I didn't pick up on that. They know nothing, but mm. there's some shadiness. And when they meet the captain, this is. Uh, Captain Taylor, I believe his name, played by Matthew Modine. You know? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, they're sort of... It's interesting traveling, you know, like, especially, like, because, you know, you and I both travel to um, countries um, that are less developed than North America. I'm thinking more like Thailand or what have you. Um, I've been to Mexico, but, uh, you know, when you travel to these countries, you want... You really want to have an adventure, and you leave your... A lot of your inhibitions at home and things that you would say hell no back home you do right sure. so I, rem- I recall for example in Cuba I recall doing like you know jet skiing with no safety equipment I'd never jet skied before it was a fucking blast I was riding on a horse barebacked uh, you know no saddle Jesus. and the, the guy just says you know in Spanish he just goes just follow me and I'm following him and then he goes andale andale and the horse just takes off like a fucking bat of hell and I'm holding on for dear life it was fucking amazing, right? But the reality is that things that you would say, hell no, as I said before, like, you know, getting off a boat in Thailand, they put this little rickety piece of plywood. Oh, my God. Through. I had a boat flip on me in Cambodia. And, it, and it, had this been on these shores, lawsuit. But over there, it's just, it goes with the territory. You, you don't sign any waivers. You, there's an understanding of, like, yeah. they're not the kind of strict laws that we have here. It's I a was, free-for-all. I was swimming near the shore of a beach in um in Thailand, Koh Phi it was the beach. It was the yeah. actual beach where they filmed the movie. The, the beach? beach, yeah. Which is so fucking overrun with tourists that it's it, you go there. It's like beyond. Uh, you can't even find a, a stretch of like a, like a like a square foot of sand. To, yeah. You know, it's just been it's destroyed. But anyhow, so it's just these boats coming one after another, carrying more and more tourists. And I was there, and this boat was bearing down upon me and I'm sitting there with waving and saying and like banging the bull like stop 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 and they were totally fucking oblivious Jesus and at the end 
I managed to like get out of their way and I said to the guy, I'm like, dude, you almost fucking killed me, right? This little Thai guy. He just said, oh, sorry, you know, sorry, sorry, you know, the equivalent of my bad, you know, he gave me the, he, he you know, Jesus. he to me. But they don't care. You You're know? almost so, Natalie Wooded. Yeah. So, Jesus. So, and you don't care as much because you want to have fun. You want to do things that are adventurous. So when they saw this rusty cage and they realized that this, these guys may not be as, um, yeah, diligent. Or, yeah, yeah, because they could, you know, at one point, um, uh, Kate, sorry, Lisa, Lisa's the more reticent of the two of this, that's Mandy Moore, says to her sister, didn't they tell us not to book any tours that, you know... Um, that weren't based out of the hotel out of the or hotel. whatever, yeah. So the hotel could have taken them diving for sharks, right? Yeah. But the attraction of this was that A, it was cheaper, B, uh, it was two cute guys they met that, was a, that were encouraging them to do it, and I guess <laughs> C, it was more adventurous. So oh. Mandy Moore keeps on you know, uh, protesting, doth uh, protest too much, mm. what have you. But her sister keeps prodding her, saying, oh, don't you think you'll make your boyfriend jealous? Instagram pictures, da-da. So they get in the cage. <laughs> in the cage I go. In the cage. Mm. And the winch fails. Yeah. The mechanism, there's a schism in the mechanism, mm -hmm. and they're sent hurtling. If Yeah, you can hurtle through water, no? Sure, why not? Plumbing. They're sent plummeting, even yeah. better, <clears throat> to, to the titular depth, which, you know, I, we don't want to be... You don't want to be a pedant at this kind of thing, but uh, I was doing some scuba reading, and apparently... I think you're going to do some scuba diving. Yeah, right? I'm, a bit, I'm a bit terrified of it, but yeah. the, there, this should have been maybe called 40 meters deep. So the average ocean depth is like 4,000 meters deep. 40 is the depth at which a seasoned diver can expect to go without having to worry terribly about severe nitrogen narcosis danger so the fact that they were at 47 and they're presumably novices or maybe i don't know if it was that established uh, you seem yeah. to know about kate, all these details kate, was, like, a, uh, kate <clears throat> uh, was a surface scuba diver uh -huh. uh, whereas lisa again the more resident of the bunch was sort of uh, makeup as she went along uh -huh. pretending they would say to her you know when you get down there do this and they would use a bit of charge like oh yeah for sure yeah sister. whatever sort so of dismissive so yep. she was a complete novice whereas her sister kate um claire whoever the hell her last name was, <laughs> yeah. Was the one who knew what she was doing. She had done it before. She was certified, and you got to be certified to scuba dive. I mean, yeah, for that's... sure. Well, at least in this country. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Even what in, you know, in Australia too. That's why I couldn't scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef. I can only uh -huh. snorkel it. You know. But anyway. Yeah. So, so the what you have is a combination of survival film mm -hmm. plus shark attack film, and the poster suggests that it's going to be the latter. But really, it's the former. It's more about what this duo is going to do to get themselves back to the surface mm -hmm. without engendering some sort of uh, danger of the bends. The, you know, a Radiohead yeah. album, you know, when nitrogen gets into your bloodstream and, like, causes disorientation and drunkenness and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So that's really the gist of it. And it doesn't really succeed on either level. Well, you know... You mentioned the dialogue. Um, yeah, they're communicating by you know through scuba equipment. Yeah, whatever. so it's like, yeah, they're in contact with the surface. And at first, they think they might have left them, but no, they mm -hmm. they come back. They're trying to rescue them, etc. The dialogue is basically between Mandy Moore shouting and screaming, going, "Oh my God!" There's a lot of assurances from one sister to the other. We're gonna make it. We're gonna yeah, make yeah. it. We're gonna make it, man. If I was in that situation, I would. I don't know if I would have the wherewithal to even think about surviving. It's it's rough, dude. Like, I mean, that 
to be at the bottom of the ocean floor stuck in a cage with sharks I'd rather you. be under the sea <laughs> yeah uh, I, I was thinking about a, a far better uh, shark survivalist movie and that's Open Water which, which I reviewed seen. on the site which I think it. is yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, the premise of that one is these there's a miscount on the on the ship and they miss two divers and leave them uh, treading water the boat leaves and these two people are left to their own devices to survive and basically get eaten by sharks and that was terrifying because there's above and below so you're seeing them talk to one another as the waves gradually encroach them and here it's sort of all below and I didn't find there wasn't that same dynamic of here and there it was just they're all it was all in one spot and I didn't find the shark attacks particularly appealing they were awful and frankly um, the sharks movie... attack from the bottom mm-hmm. that's my understanding and if they're already at the bottom then what who cares and they're in a cage so meh you know well they they kept going in and out of the cage <laughs> but uh, this this movie frankly did not need the sharks the sharks it's funny you should mention that no yeah. I totally agree it could have made a movie with without sharks mm-hmm. and the most terrifying part of the ocean I think is the dark and this was the most brightly lit ocean I've ever seen that one light on the cage their own diving lights mm-hmm. and my god this was lit up like you know some Hollywood pool it was ridiculous well frankly they probably were in a, a pool in a Hollywood mm. studio for the, the the deep underwater scenes I know I did read uh, recently that both uh, uh, Claire, uh, what's her name, and Mandy Moore <laughs> became certified scuba divers for this, so I'm sure that there was a mix of studio. Well, that would take some incredible control. CGI if there were not. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, you know, being in the real open water. But I felt that just them having to get back to the surface, uh, you know, when they're when the winch snapped and they're in this rusty cage and so on, and you know, these inexperienced divers trying to survive and trying to. You know, the, of course, their oxygen is running low, so there's uh, that. Yeah. There's a it's, it's like time. a yeah, it's like a, a ticking time bomb. Yeah, the, I mean, you th- look at it like, oh no, the oxygen's down to whatever twenty percent, ten percent, and to then me, we have the, a- just the survival element of that was compelling enough. Mm-hmm. The sharks took away from the movie; they detracted from the movie for a couple of reasons. Number one, because they were so perfunctory, you just felt like the producers put it in because hey, they're sharks. Everyone loves sharks. Yeah, sharks throw out a poster. You know, sharks, Shark Week, whatever. And number two, um, they were blatantly obvious CGI uh, you know I mean I'm not ex- one of the sharks is fucking massive I'm, which is cool I'm not expecting them to get real sharks or to use animatronics but you know the CGI could have been a bit better um, and the attacks were so perfunctory there was just nothing you know like no suspense no it's almost like this, the sharks to me were more uh, they, they felt like more of a nuisance to the girls mm-hmm. than a real threat it's like well, oh if, yeah, I thought if used sparingly, they could have had one shark circle them and maybe not attack them, and that would have been interesting. It's just that, like an extra danger to be down there. And that was more of the shallows, really. It was because mm-hmm. here you had like five sharks circling them, and it just wasn't. Um, the sharks added very little. It took away from what was somewhat compelling. Was just the survival mechanism of these two sisters trying to get to the surface. So what did we learn? Uh for. I didn't really, I mean, the fact, other than the fact that it didn't, didn't really need the sharks, um, I felt that the sharks, I mean, one thing about sharks, besides the fact that they're for the ferocious predators of the deep, they're also known for their, their smarts and their cunning and their, their guile. I mean, they're the apex predator, but 
they were really dumb in this movie. <laughs> I, I wrote down my notes here. Sharks are much smarter than this, and I forget what precipitated that. But Ooh. yeah, these were dumbass sharks, man. Um, the other thing is the ending. I mean, it, you know, near the end, it started to go up a notch in terms of like you know a little bit of gore here and a little bit of this, and that kind of took me by surprise. Like, oh, this this could be a very interesting ending. They, they might go somewhere that I think uh, I wouldn't expect a movie this of this type to go go to. But then they had to throw in some sort of um, twist and everything and I guess it was still some of a downbeat ending you know like because I was I was looking for like a good 70s style downbeat ending yeah you yeah know? like I want you know not as much as I like Mandy Moore I want to see her get eaten yeah you know? for sure and that would have been cool but they, they or if they, she had drowned that would have been something that would have been well. cool too because that and all these things were like some things that they thought oh this could happen you know what I mean like it's it, this is about to happen but then it just became your standard perfunctory movie of today where they just, you know, against a lot, say, is it not worse for wear or not not worse for wear? <laughs> Either one, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but, so there were elements of this movie that were okay, um, but yeah, it wasn't, it, it just wasn't, uh, it was short. That's good. That's always a good thing. Yeah. And I, I it was one of those few horror movies that I was able to watch with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, she likes uh, animal attack movies. Uh, she doesn't like many of the movies I watch, right? Uh, <laughs> she, she's, she does like the insidiouses and the paranormal activities and conjurings, and which, which I don't watch with her. So at least we got to watch a movie together. So the common ground is good in life good. and in politics. You know, yeah. so it wasn't too overtly gory or whatever. Yeah. So, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, filler. What did you learn? Today I actually learned that uh, 100 new species were discovered and a new... I guess level of ocean was discovered by a team at Oxford University with this diving sub. So I'm kind of fascinated by like James Cameron's explorations of the deep sea. So that's always interesting. I love sharks. I agree with you. The stupid snout of this great white stuck in the rock while Mandy Moore is like hiding in there, and he just kept coming and doing yeah. the same dumb thing over and over again. Uh, it didn't depict sharks particularly well. Uh, just think about what you just said. It didn't depict <laughs> sharks particularly well. Like, hey, you know, on the, like on is there an advocacy group for sharks that are going like, you know, to hey, come together? Uh, let's say a <laughs> silver lining for this uh, dopey presidency. Uh, because of his antipathy, uh, Trump's uh, antipathy to sharks, mm-hmm. uh, shark d- charity donations have gone through the roof. So that's pretty cool. So if we're going to look to saving the species, we can at least thank... Agent Orange over there in the White House for hating on sharks. I've loved sharks. My fa- I have actual favorite uh, species of them. Uh, my favorite, uh, I like the nurse shark, mm-hmm. which is super cool looking, and it f- floats around the sand on the bottom of the ocean and, and pick, eats crustaceans. And I love the tiger shark that's got this snaggle teeth, and it it's known as the trash compactor of the sea because they found inside, uh, on autopsies of the shark, they found... Grenades, uh, horses, tires. This thing will eat fucking anything. So the Great White gets all the credit for Deep Blue Sea and Jaws and all this stuff. But the tiger shark, that is the one that I fear the most. It is a nasty looking creature. Slightly smaller, but I love tiger sharks. That just made me laugh. It did they depict sharks in the right way? Because you know, I normally say that, oh, they didn't, they didn't depict this you know, minority in the right way or whatever. <laughs> the cuddly so, shark. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> Leading the romantic comedy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, look, who doesn't like sharks? Unless you're, unless you're you know... On the receiving end of being eaten by one, mm-hmm. everyone likes sharks. I mean, they're 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 just so 
cool. Yeah, the um, dancing shark at the Super Bowl with, uh, you know, with Katy Perry. Katy yeah. Perry, Maybe, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, of course, you know, Shark Week is a big thing, and then of course Sharknado and all that bullshit. But yeah. I also really like shark on my plate. It's a, it's, a, it's a tasty dish. I mean, a good oh, shark Oh, I hate steak. to admit it, but man, I've had shark sandwich. Yeah, no Spinal Tap reference here, but man, is that tasty. And uh, my local grocery store sells it. And I'm, I'm going to talk to the manager because it irks me that it, it is sold as an actual product. Like, that's really brazen and really ballsy. I, bought, I go to the same grocery store as you. I bought some shark from there. Ooh, I know. Bad, bad. Oh, I was going to say, uh, something that really irks me in horror. And this is a bit of a tangent, but the floating body cliche. Uh, you know how once Jason Voorhees will kill someone and, the, and then one of the victims he hasn't yet killed will come upon the victim and it swings into the frame, usually from a door for a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the body underwater cliche where the, the corpse just floats right into you. And this in this movie, they have a terrible version of that. It's like a bad jump scare. Uh, nothing close to Dario Argento's masterful underwater Incredible. corpse in, in Inferno where Rose is you know exploring the subterranean depths of her New York abode and mm. that, that when that body came out I jumped out of my skin that scene was so cool and this one was so perfunctory and so fucking lame Perfun- <laughs> one of the most perfunctory yet awesome scenes in the history of cinema when it comes to sharks is zombie versus shark and Lucio Fulci zombie. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was, I mean, who would have expected that? You got a zombie, you know, floating in the deep and here comes a shark and they're fighting and they're eating each other. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that was amazing. Or Samuel know. Jackson's, uh, you know, demise. That yeah, was pretty but, cool too. I was in the theater. I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Mm. A top build actor getting it that way. Yeah, yeah this this is just very pedestrian all, all the way through. This lacking gore, Lacking a little bit near the end, but not too, not. Too like, much. My God, you have so many terrors that you could draw from. There's claustrophobia. There's fear of open spaces. There's fear of the dark. There's fear of sharks. There's fear of drowning, and none of these were really exploited to any degree that I could latch onto. No, so like, I mean, look, ugh. this movie came out only a couple months, I believe, after The Shallows. In fact, that could have been the impetus for giving this a theatrical release. Uh, you know, the surprise success of The Shallows. So you got to remember, this was meant to be just a straight-to-video, put it on Netflix, people aren't that discerning, what have you. But I guess I think the success of Shallows inspired them to give it the after release, and it did well. And I don't know, people, I guess, are not that discerning when it comes to Shallows. I saw one of the worst movies I ever saw. I went to the theater to see it because... Um, it was in 3D, and I go to see any movie, <laughs> at least I used to. I mean, you know, now 3D has become so bad now, but it was a shark movie. I forget what it was called, Shark Night or something. Uh, I remember that Catherine McPhee was in it, one of the American Idol... Uh, cast-offs? Cast-offs. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was a bad one. Oh. But then there was another really cool one called Bite, which was... Um, I bought it. I never saw it. I don't think it ever got a theatrical release, but it was... Uh, I bought the Blu-ray because it was also in 3D, and that was... Cool. Or no, Bite, maybe Bite was the one that was done by, I'm thinking of the, anyway, whatever. Hmm. Uh, there is a movie called Bite that was done by Chad Archibald, you know, and I, I interviewed him about it, and I don't know, I, I can't remember, my, my mind's, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I need to eat some shark. But anyhow, um, uh, what did we learn? Um, we I guess we just said what we learned, so yep. I guess it's now time for a star rating. Um, <laughs> two? I'm going to give this one and a half just because I'm really receptive to animal attack movies. They're just generally so much fun. And this sort of lacked, uh, I guess I should have known this would lack that kind of mm-hmm. you know, standard tropes of the genre that we've come to expect, the warning signs and the people who don't heed them, all that good stuff. But uh, maybe 
Maybe shark attack movies are something that are shark attack movies are done to death in a way. They jump the shark. Yeah, there's there's just too many right now, and there's going to be yet another Sharknado. And And, and the the problem is their their highs are too high compared to others in the genre. Like no one's going to cite Grizzly or Alligator. Well, okay, we love Alligator, but it's not the same as the the Mighty Jaws. And Jaws is the gold standard. And we we will podcast Orca one of these days. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so any animal that attacks anyone is fair prey for for us. And but this, I just yeah, it just didn't have. It was just just there. Yeah. It was just time. It was just filler. Maybe yeah. one and three quarters. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and like you know, even with uh, Mandy Moore, who has really surprised me with her formidable acting skills on This Is Us, she wasn't given much to work with here. Uh, but I will say that I think her career, her film career, is going to be. She's going to be winning some awards in the, in the future. And she has and a certain understated beauty as well. There's something compelling about her face. Like, she's not... There, it's, there it's, may, it's stated. Well, it's stated. well, there are more beautiful women out there, but there's something... You just want... You just There's something about her eyes that just reels you in. And a lot of people don't just don't have that. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to see where well, her I career expect, takes I her. I expect to see her up there accepting the uh, Best uh, Actress for TV Series uh, Emmy for This Is Us this, uh, this season. Because we she shall phenomenal. see. Yeah, agreed. What's also phenomenal, our podcast... And email us your suggestions for any animal attack movies you'd like us to review. Reallyawfulmovies at gmail.com. Before we go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Dario in our nation's capital, Ottawa, who's been a frequent listener to our podcast and commenter on the site as well. Reallyawfulmovies.com. So thank you, Dario, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.